Live from the dungeon. This is the Jig Is Up podcast. I'm Lex. I'm here with Mars, Boomer Jim, and uh, Bogart. Bogart. Yeah, our, our Bogart. new special Welcome, guest, Bogart. Bogart. <laughs> all right. Today we're going to talk about time management. <laughs> no, but you last podcast we talked about speech and articulation, and uh, I don't really know if we did that great of a job, <laughs> but hopefully you guys got the gist. That's okay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I thought we hashed out some some pretty good ideas. I wasn't present. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bogart's first. Probably time. better that way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So today we're going to start by defining what time management is because it's a very nebulous and confusing term that, uh, as most complex ideas, uh, most people vastly oversimplify it uh, or miss the point. Time management, truly speaking, is uh, a system of value judgments. And uh, without understanding why you're doing something, you can't manage it. Boomer actually brought up something recently, or not recently, a couple minutes ago, <laughs> of, of, of what it really is. Yeah, well, my, my take, my claim is that um, time management is simply a cost-benefit analysis. Um, what is your time worth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not about uh, micromanaging every task that you do during a day or about being as efficient as possible in certain uh, things that you're doing or not doing. It really is about value and what you value doing and putting effort into versus what you don't value putting effort into, uh, and, and at least in my mind. And uh, time is our most uh, important resource, something that you can't, you can't really buy. Money is an expression of time and energy put into one physical measurement, but you can't buy time. You can save time with money, but you can't acquire more of it, essentially. So we can talk about what money really is. It's just consolidated time. Well, yeah, in a physical it, form. It kind of is. It's not. It's not literally time. No, but um, I think it's. I think it's more of a uh, a value of someone's personal value or whoever possesses the money. If their time is worth more or less than someone else's, what's well, money's technically like human labor consolidated. Yeah. Yeah, it's also human skill as well. Yeah. Or human value. Mm-hmm. So when when someone says money doesn't matter, I think I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast. Uh, when money, when they say that money doesn't matter, it does. And if you don't have a lot of money, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are have no value. But it means that if you did have a lot of money, you might have more value or more perceived value. Mm-hmm. Or at least your time is worth more. You're just not getting a good deal on your labor. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you go to school to improve your skills, to get paid more for your time. (laughs) Are you shilling for college right now? I might be shilling for college. Did you want to plug a college that you... Yeah. I I want to plug all trade schools, anything you can do that's useful and build the infrastructure of this country, like carpentry or metalworking. (laughs) Yeah, not art schools. Yeah, not art schools. Um, You'll get in some trouble there. Yeah, feminist uh, <laughs> feminist <laughs> degrees or whatever uh, else they teach there. Gender women's studies. studies, gender studies yeah. yeah, women's studies as opposed to men's studies. You know, <clears throat> yeah, men's oh. studies. which I don't think we have those. That's men's studies are trades. Patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you say that's everything? I said that's everything. Down with the patriarchy. Oh, God. That's why I'm here, right? <laughs> no, men's studies. You're the token woman. The token woman. <laughs> Our token black person's showing up too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's late. We need yeah. token black person. <laughs> yeah. Need more melanin in this podcast. He's All right. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to some ideas. Um, there's a great channel. I guess I'll just mention them because he's it's a pretty good channel. Um, the Art of Improvement on YouTube. He's he's uh, pretty thorough in his explanations, and uh, I I've just happened to uh, across some of his videos recently, and they got me thinking about this subject. And he mentions a lot of a lot of different things involving time and time management and value and value structures. Uh, has a video on how to make good decisions, which which seems like a clickbait title, mm-hmm. but it's his the the his uh, sort of research and explanation behind things. He's also incredibly well read. He he has book recommendations for almost every single video, which is kind of cool. Uh, so we'll talk first about uh, let's see, let's talk about Parkinson's law first. Uh, Can we for like the- turn the timer like. Get rid of this. We don't. See it. It's just. It's giving me like anxiety. Yeah. Right I just keep looking at it. I'm like, can we just? Yeah. Let's keep it okay. up, but just like minimize. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, oh. right. getting some anxiety. Yeah. Okay. It's from timer. Okay. So Parkinson's law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for the uninitiated, it's a uh, 
Essentially, the work that's given to something or somebody will take exactly the amount of time that it's uh, uh, granted. Mm-hmm. So uh, you see this especially in college and students, especially myself when I was in college. If I had two weeks to write a paper, it would take me exactly two weeks to do so, almost to the minute, mm-hmm. because I would wait until the last right. second. Yeah. It's of part of it's part of human psychology almost. It's like ingrained that um, nothing is, and you see this in many different uh, disciplines. Nothing is pressing to the individual unless it is affecting them right now. So, if you tell someone, "Hey, I need you to have this done a month from now," and it has no effect on them for a whole month. They're uh, very unlikely to care about it until the end of the month. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys have any experiences that you want to talk about. Oh, I would write or every people. paper at the last second. Well, yeah. Or people you know. You know. thing is, well, I think this might be like a male thing. We have testosterone, but we thrive more under pressure. Yeah. So some people would actually write a better paper when they have like one night to do it. That's yeah. how I always produce everything. Yeah. The best know, things I've just, ever done. <laughs> maybe most humans do that. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. You thrive under that that stress and pressure. You just stay up all night, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I hated doing it. Yeah. I yeah. You hate it. doing it. I but fucking. Like, uh, yeah. The adrenaline. The anxiety and drives no, you. No, I hated it. <laughs> drives you to greatness. I know, but the, the one problem with Parkinson's law is uh, is that when you have when you when you're trying to get the maximum number of tasks done, mm-hmm. and you have all these tasks that are spread out over these periods of time, you're not maximizing it because you could finish one sooner and get all, and proceed to the next one faster. Um. So in college, instead of pushing everything last minute, you could do it earlier, technically, and get more done. Oh, David, why don't you just smoke weed? Just enjoy <laughs> yourself, bro. Dude, weed. Come on, dude, weed. <laughs> you could feel good. You get that dopamine release, man. Yeah. Come on. Why do anything hard? Well, there's serotonin and dopamine. That's a good... That's a good Oxytocin, uh, bro. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, segue for time management. Yeah. Uh, because dopamine is like a time management ruiner oh, uh, in, in many ways. Yep. Because you're valuing something... You're anticipating something uh, short term, and it kind of uh, causes you to procrastinate more and more and more. Because sure. it's it's way easier to do something quickly now, and where you feel accomplished or you have mm-hmm. dopamine, than oh, to yeah. do something to to lay something, delay the gratification, yeah. and to have serotonin instead. That's, I think that's why drugs are so destructive. Is people get on that cycle. I need more dopamine. It's yeah, so yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to, let's just go into the opioid crisis now. <laughs> no. okay. To touch on your point, um, yeah. uh, much of gambling, uh, mm-hmm. the notion that uh, there's a risk reward system uh, in place gets the dopamine flowing. Nothing mm-hmm. gets dopamine flowing like the word maybe, mm-hmm. and that's the, the sort of the premise that casinos are founded on. And it's I think it's no small surprise that, that uh, there's no clocks in casinos. Very famously. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I didn't know yeah. that. No windows usually. Yeah. Oh wow! I never, didn't know that either. Definitely I never no gambled clocks. Though, so yeah. I don't know. Huh? Well, I'm known to gamble little. <laughs> but I'm okay. That's all I wanted for my 30th birthday. I asked oh, my my no. ex fiance to take me to the casino. That's where I was. That's where I was when I was. People play the lottery. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hey. five hundred grand. So, I, that, I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> at work. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you, Robert. You're gonna listen to this. He buys scratch offs. And every time I he does, he buys those. like 10 of them. Yes. And he's like, well, if I don't play, I'll never win. <laughs> that's what they and tell you. That's, you're not going to win anyway. Drink the Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, the chance of you winning are so low that it's as if you're not playing. I mean, they're astronomically low. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you don't play, you can't win. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect logic, don't you see? <laughs> No, the they're actually not wrong. wrong. The logic's no, not wrong. No, no. <laughs> See, but the, the, the practical Yeah, yeah the practicality like the of it application is, is wrong. It's autistic to a level. It's, you can't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the vast majority of uh, folks that do buy that lottery ticket, um, they're doing it to sort of fulfill a mental fantasy of, you know, what could be. I'm going to buy that, you know, big expensive house or that, that uh, you know, amazing sports car. And they get to think about that for a little while. Uh, no matter how, how far-fetched you know the proposition of winning the Mega Millions is it's it's nice to think about. It's sort of this uh, uh, mental uh, gymnastic opium. thing that's going on. Yes, that's you say exactly opium. Right. Opium. Oh, yes. oh wow, opium. that's opium. that's a very addictive drug. That's, I didn't come up with that. That was a, someone in JLB. It might have been JLB. Opium, that's, uh, yeah. Opium. Wow. Everyone, it sticks with me because <laughs> I feel like my mom is addicted to opium. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's played the lottery every day. 
And she's won just enough times, like a thousand here and everything. Oh, she's hooked for life. Now. Yeah, yeah. But see, and she even, knows it. Even though she won a thousand, she's probably still net negative. She wants that high. I mean, you got to think about it. it's five bucks a day, probably. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by three hundred sixty-five. It's all the, the people that the thing is that the logic doesn't stand. If you spend money every day on the lottery, and uh, you fantasize about being able to buy this house, mm-hmm. if you just saved all of that money. Mm-hmm. And uh, invested it in something that would push you closer to getting the house. Like That's what's weird. Investing it in your skills. She's good with, you know, she does that, except for this one little thing. You know, in in creating something mm-hmm. of lasting legacy, mm-hmm. you would be able to acquire your house through hard work and not hope. You know, that's that's a time management. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's thing it's there. all about foregoing pleasure now for yeah. having pleasure. In the long yeah, run, delayed, later on. Delayed, delayed gratification. Right. Yeah. Serotonin machine. Which right. millennials just can't get, we can't do it. Yeah, what it's I would impossible. Say, what, what I'd say it's is, impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Lex, I, I think you're you're exactly right. Not only is, is it, uh, it's just a completely insane proposition. It's not only illogical, mm-hmm. it's it's patently ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um the, the the hopes of winning the lottery, mm-hmm. but uh, we're a lot we're rational beings. I think we're wired for a certain level of rationality, and you know mm, you mentioned the dopamine, <laughs> yeah. uh, chemical. A, a lot of um, a lot of our mental landscape is is built on our various hormone profiles. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a bit of a reductionist take on on, yeah, yeah, on this, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think that's essentially what's what's going on with gambling and. Uh, you know, many other vices, and I think you know that can certainly be a huge time drain. I wonder if genetics have any play in that at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think genetic dispositions mm. possibly do. But Probably shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. I think uh, I think part of uh, uh, part of that might be uh, as far as like uh, the gambling thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so many things uh, that lead into rationalizing. Uh, sugar is one of those mm-hmm. things that people rationalize. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you don't eat sugar, after, drug. if you're on a high sugar diet and you stop eating sugar, you immediately feel sick. Yeah, you feel exactly. empty, and you're like, "Man, I really need to just have some sugar." And, and what you fun. don't realize is it's, sugar is literally in like everything yeah, in the yeah. supermarket. And uh, like I, I've I've discovered this. I've I've been slowly cutting sugar mm-hmm. as much as I can. Now I'm moving on to cutting more like uh, bread carbs and stuff, mm-hmm. less pizza. Dude, that's something we need to do in the future. Is like a food. Like nutrition, oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like I could add some stuff to that. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Um, it'll be bro science for the most part, but yeah, <laughs> I do it all myself. I mean, Get I, have, macros, I have anecdotal evidence from myself that <laughs> yeah. it works. What yeah. do I do? So yeah, and uh, and I've noticed that my craving, like I, I, I'm like, oh my god, I just mm-hmm. really want to have chocolate or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, something just. We talked about that a little yeah. bit last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I know that if you're listening, you might be like, "What does this have to do with time management?" Well, all of, all of these things do play into it, yeah, because they're all about value structures. If you are, if you're not paying attention to everything that causes you to be uh, inefficient with your skills, your life, what you're using your time to build your legacy with, um, your diet does have a direct impact on your legacy, and your legacy is your time. Really, it's what you do. We are what we do. And uh, we are not what we. Isn't that what a? Isn't that a quote by yeah, somebody? That's a quote. I you are what you continually do, or great. something. We are what we do. We are not what we consume. That's yeah, that's the thing. Like it, at the end of your life, when you're on your deathbed, and you're and you ha- hopefully you have family and friends around you, if you have any no. left at the time, they're not going to say, "Man, good job on getting forty platinum trophies on PlayStation." Uh, on, on the PlayStation Three, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what they're going to say. Dude, your gamer score is so high. Yeah, yeah. That you, that's not what I mean by we are oh, what we bro. do. I mean we are what we what we do in the world to mm-hmm. change it, to influence yeah. it. And time management is about maximizing that. And everybody should strive to maximize their legacy, essentially. And all great investors will tell you that. I mean, all great people will tell you that, mm-hmm. and all great people have done that. And so it's a and this is something that's timeless. Uh, Greco-Romans were talking about this uh, very famously, <laughs> in fact. And uh, they immortalized people. That's that was their, you know, that in, in oral tradition, they immortalized those that maximized their legacy with, by by heroic acts or with change. So um, it's uh, that's that's why we're making those tangents because uh, if you spend your time. Uh, 
uh, frivolously on frivolously masturbating constantly yeah. <laughs> and watching anime <laughs> and well, playing yeah. video games. <laughs> yeah, you're, that, you're not you gonna, know that, that describes happen. a good seventy five percent of men nowadays. Furiously yeah. masturbating away all their yeah. power. Yeah, <laughs> all their power just it's gone. <laughs> I mean, not to unfairly malign this generation millennials, but I, I think oh, there's malign away. Right, I, I, I think there's this notion. Um, that the concept of of hard work or uh, the investiture of one's time into you know uh, serious intellectual pursuits that these things are sort of fr- frivolous in their mind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's sort of for the the man. This you know abstract. Yeah. Uh, you know, corporate. You know. I uh, I am I wholeheartedly believe that most people under the age of thirty mm-hmm. assume that the only time you should be learning is when you're in school. Sure. Dude, and the only sad. time you should be applying. Uh, philosophy mm-hmm. is when you have to do it for a class. They and most people think that philosophy is just this thing that uh, you know. I studied it it's for a little bit in, in college, but it's mm-hmm. whatever. It's just you know, it it has no real world application. And yeah. I would say it's the exact opposite. No, I I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, philosophy, just broadly speaking, is a, a set of uh, precepts that one lives their life by. Yeah, it's and, almost and like it's, religion in a way. I mean, sort of. politics uh, yeah, is in philosophy sense, in action. Yeah. It really sure, is. Sure, absolutely. And so when people say that politics is stupid, they're just echoing the sentiment that they think that philosophy is stupid. That's right. Because all it is is a state's execution of philosophy. That's right. That's what politics is. It, uh, I, I think it, it largely boils down to, uh, to, as you say, to first values. Yeah. And the things that we hold most dearly, a libertarian uh, probably values uh, freedom and uh Personal responsibility above most other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where a you know a socialist might value uh, <clears throat> equality at the expense of personal liberties. Yeah. N- not to say that every you know uh, socialist does, but certainly. Well, I, I, I would say that I would say that that would break down pretty consistently. I was just going to say, well, think about like what we glorify in our media and stuff. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you an idea I mean, of why we don't do value these at, things. To discover the value structure of a culture is to look at their. Who their heroes are the popular media. Sure. You know, who are our heroes nowadays? Trap rappers. I mean, (laughs) the Kardashians. What do they value? Uh, So when you think about time management, what is, what is the, what is the goal being set as for our management of our time? Yeah. Sell sex at all costs. It's to reach, it's to reach that level. Which is a level of baseness and degeneracy, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, m- perhaps we could edit this line of you know uh, mm-hmm. dialogue out. But what I was going to say is, there's a certain group of individuals who are often kind of perpetuating. Touted, no, well, it's touted as having no uh, inherent culture. Um, and I would say, well, what about Mozart or you know oh. Wagner <laughs> or Shakespeare? You're talking about or, Western art, <laughs> yeah, or. Um, Chaucer or Dickens or Twain, oh, yeah. and the list goes on and on. Uh, the list is. And uh, we've been disconnected exactly from this. that, though. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, but contemporary Western civilizations don't seem to to value this rich. I'm trying to uh, think back of, on, some, you know, on my schooling. Like I, the, we spent very little time on European history mm-hmm. and any of that. It was more about like all the settlers came and you know killed all the Native Americans. Yeah. It was yeah. more about that. I mean, European <laughs> history is world history. Yeah, it, it really is there. in a sense. Um, it's. And American history is world history after the 1600s, yeah. essentially. Yeah, no, I, I think that's... I mean, as far I as as far as advances made and the effect that we have, I mean, America has been a vast reaching power since its inception. It's, its yeah, actions yeah. have affected everyone. Yeah. Uh, and it's it would be foolhardy not to, uh, or to disclude that from the discussion, you know? Mm. It would be. The, the notion that um, sort of colonialism only brought uh, disease, death, yeah. destructions... Uh, subjugation is childish. It's erroneous on on yeah. so many levels. Just from an objective standpoint, um, you can look at many metrics that would indicate that you know, sort of Western modernity has improved the lives of of you know, oh yeah, uh, every human uh, in the world. Well, you know, capitalism <laughs> is is often you know maligned, but uh, it, yeah, I think the statistic is about eighty thousand people a year are lifted from extreme poverty due to capitalism. Oh yeah, yeah. In the last yeah, decade, we, yeah. When we have a podcast on money, we'll talk about capitalism. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to go because to I think capitalism. Capitalism has been the best system for exerting the uh, the best of money and trying to reduce the uh, sort of the disadvantages of a money of money based system of a trust based system mm-hmm. essentially in a way. And uh, yeah, that'll 
I'll want to do some research for that because there's a lot of yeah. sources that I've come across many, like in the last couple of years. I think Prince and I talked about it briefly. If you want like modern examples, just look at Africa and look at all the places that uh, colonists actually settled in, how much better they are now compared to places that uh, European settlers never went to. Yeah. Like South Africa, well, it's not a very good example now because it's slowly being yeah. destroyed, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's an example you can look at right there of yeah, how yeah. if they were increased, like their levels of their um, financial well being. Yeah. Yeah. And quality yeah. of life and yeah. technology. And yeah. I think some of that is uh, economic philosophy in action. Um, you can ask yourself a simple question. Would you rather live in Venezuela or would you rather live in Chile? Chile has a, a relatively strong economy. And the difference is a planned economy versus a, a free market uh, yeah. economy. But demographically, um, I mean, they're homogenous. Both countries are you know, essentially the same demographic. Exactly. Wait, which one? I don't know much about Chile. Venezuela is killed. Chile has a free market? Chile, yeah. Um, they they were indeed a military dictatorship. Uh, Penaget, you may have saw the the okay. memes. Yeah, but they, yeah. <laughs> but they do have a, a strong, robust free market economy, and they've been uh, relatively prosper, prosperous. As was Venezuela. Yeah, MSM prior has to been, the Moderno. Uh, MSM has been putting out fires about the situation in Venezuela for years now. Yeah, they've been constantly apologizing. Been uh, it, socialist apologists, and it's been terrible to watch. Oh, they they sung the praises of of the uh, socialist government when it was doing well. Uh, you know, they, yeah. they they have quite a, it's it's a resource resource uh, rich country. I mean, they're, they're tons of you know raw material. Yeah, oils. You know, they're a huge exporter of oil. They're an OPEC nation. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But their uh, their currency is virtually <laughs> worthless. Sure. Hyperinflation. Yeah, yeah and uh, and they're yeah. Uh, well, we can talk about that in a future podcast. Free markets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Free market economies, dude. It's amazing what happens when you get the government out of everything. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Wow. When's the last time you said, man, I'm really glad the government uh, stepped in on this <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah. You know, when, when's the last time you said that? I'm so I, glad these laws were made. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad that the government took care of this for us, you know? It's just, oh, big daddy, please. Yeah. <laughs> our roads and our postal service are so awesome. Uh, anyways, back to time ba management. Yeah, back to time management. Back to time management. <laughs> So some key uh, sort of, uh, since this is a self-improvement podcast at, at its heart, some key things to remember when you're, when you are thinking about, am I, am I using my time frivolously, mm -hmm. which uh, you have to, the first thing you have to do when you're thinking about time management is you have to track what you're doing. You have to look at everything that you do, everything that you value, what your daily schedule is, what your weekly schedule is, what your goals are, and you have to start, uh, consolidating them. If if you look at what you do during a week and nothing that you do during the week is helping you to reach your goal, you're fucking up. Well, first of all, do you even have a goal? Yeah, yeah. and that's a value structure. Or are so you, you just aimless and nihilistic yeah, in a dystopian nihilistic. society? If you're aimless and nihilistic, you got a lot bigger problems. Yeah, we have, we're going to have to that's go through that. most people, though. Yeah. You're going to have to clean your Oops. room first. Is Let's there a go. God <laughs> in, your, in your life? Yeah, have you seen the light of Jesus? <laughs> when I look into your eyes, do I see light or do I see darkness? These are the real questions. <laughs> so keep that in mind. We'll, we'll have a couple mind. more <laughs> more podcasts. I, I think a lot of people want you know expect good things to happen to them, but they're they're not ready to take the the necessary steps. Yeah, you know yeah. they they sort of maybe in, in visualize an end result, but they have no concept of, of how to get there, how to achieve that. They sort of mm -hmm. expect it to kind of coalesce. Yeah, yeah. They think and, they're uh, powerless. And yeah. This is, yeah, that's exactly right. And we come back to the, one of the most important things that we talked about on our very first podcast, which is your actions uh, pathologize mm -hmm. the world around you. You pathologize the world. So if you are someone that figures out ways to accomplish your goals and accomplishes them in the presence of others, they can see that and say, wow, they didn't wait around for something to happen to them. They just did it. And they told me how they did it. Mm -hmm. You should be a good example to your neighbor, essentially. And I think for people that have goals, but they don't have any way of, they, they, they're scratching their head trying to figure out how to accomplish them. Look at other people that have accomplished those goals. See what they did. If you can ask them, ask them how they did it. Mm -hmm. If you can figure it out, if you can research it, there's, there's tons of resources. You can go online and figure out exactly how uh, XYZ person became successful. Oftentimes they, they tell everything about what they, what they did. And for anyone that's uh, skeptical of that and say, well, no, they got, they got lucky or mm. something happened. 
Successful people are, are almost never lucky. Successful people show up so consistently that over time they just it's an I would I would say they took advantage of opportunity when it presented itself. So. Yeah, well they they had the correct value structures to mm-hmm. see opportunity mm-hmm. with it. Because you, you can be lucky, but if you don't take advantage of the luck, you let it pass by right. and you're never yeah. going to be successful. Well, also part, only of that, so part of that luck is your ability to determine that's a good opportunity, which mm-hmm. isn't luck. That's exactly. that is perception. That's an astuteness of your mind. That's you're yeah. you are articulating the situation in your head and you're perceiving it and you figure it out. So I wouldn't even say that's luck. I think that's why the um, the whole victim mentality thing is so damaging. Is because yeah. you could have opportunities present themselves, but if you're always like, "I'm the victim, mm. nothing ever good is ever going to happen," you're never going to see them. I mean, think about it. Think about. Uh, I mean, I'll just we'll state something that's, that's common nowadays. Uh, melanin enriched folk, aka African Americans, um, <laughs> black people. Yeah, black people. I think that's know. what you're supposed um, that are very distrustful or even um, passive aggressive towards white people because they perceive. They perceive that they're patronizing them. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine if we were black youth right now, and we were being told by our uh, idols and the people in mainstream media that we should be suspicious of every white person that we meet. Mm-hmm. How many opportunities are we going to miss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from exactly. people that could help us. With that white employer that was going to give you a job. Yeah, you're like, I mean, I don't trust and, Whitey. No. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, it's how incredibly many, damaging. It's, yeah. right, it's incredibly right. damaging, and, and the opposite would be true. You know, if we're told to be distrustful of black people, mm-hmm. uh, we would never know all, Prince. We're all melanin. Lack, we're all lacking melanin here. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many opportunities would, would we miss? Probably Always. less. But <laughs> 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 no, no. Um, well, it, everyone it, has something to teach you. Yeah, I yeah. think it fosters this notion of helplessness. Because you've been told that you know it's not going to happen for you. Sorry, um, the world, the deck is sort of stacked against you. Why even try? Exactly, it plays into that, and I, th- I think the that's, nihilism. That's incredibly yeah, damaging. It's damaging on on many levels, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah and so, <laughs> so I would say first you have to track, and you have to understand your value structure. So you you have your goals, you know what they are, and you know exactly what you need to do to get there. Next is you need to be incredibly hard on yourself in order to get you to start. You need to start habits that, yeah, you need to get disciplined. Stoicism. And this is something I struggle with every day is to be disciplined to do the things that are going to push me farther ahead. Um, Develop beneficial habits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which are things you do every day. <laughs> so if, if you, you know, let's say this is a very common one. Like I not would masturbating. Say, what? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I would say uh, something that's common that I noticed in college is every guy that I would come across that was in our group said, Oh, I wanted to be a graph I want to be a graphic designer, oh, or okay. I want to design video games, or I want to be a voice actor, or I want to write for this company, or mm-hmm. I want to do this. Um and they would say these things, and I would say, oh, what are you going to school for? And they would say, I'm going to school for those things. And then I would observe what they do. They play video games every day. They don't spend any time learning about those things outside of school. When they are in school doing those things, they don't, they don't follow through on those classes. They fail their classes. They don't attend them. They aren't even attempting to do the thing that they said they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Because... They're not listening to their conscious. In newsflash, everybody wants to do those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the competition is immense. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, coding is essential to most of that. And coding is actually hard. And coding is not fun. Mm-hmm. And when, no. as soon as I noticed that as soon as uh, the friends in our group just figured out that coding is hard and that they would have to take science courses. I'm more of an ideas man, bro. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they'd have to take mathematic courses and stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, fuck this. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, I'm that. just going to do something else, man. Something easy. I want the easy path. Or they would say, oh, you know, I was going to do that, but it just, they don't pay very well. Or something mm-hmm. stupid like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. <laughs> just excuses, essentially. Yeah. And uh, so that is something that you're going to want to watch out for. Uh, make sure that you're disciplined and Doing what you need to do to get to where you need to be has to be something that you figure out and then you execute. And playing video games when you come home, I sometimes often, when I come home from work, I'll watch too many YouTube videos or I'll consume, Mm -hmm. which is the next thing I'm going to talk about. That's the Doomer mentality. Instead of playing video games, you just watch YouTube instead. Have you seen this meme? Am I the only one who knows about the Doomer meme? No, I've seen it. That's a a common He's like, knows video games are a waste of time, watches YouTube all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or, uh, espouses conservative values, does not follow (laughs) it. Doesn't do any of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so 
I've been trying to get away from consumption. Consumption is your greatest enemy with time management by far. Uh, I would say almost everyone that I know or will know has a con- has a consumption problem, mm-hmm. including uh, you and including I, <laughs> yeah, including including everybody. Well, when I say yes. again, yeah, we do. We just wanted again, to touch base on disclaimer, that one. Yeah, the disclaimer. When I say you, I mean us. It's us degenerates. It's all, all of us. We, us idiots. As we, I yeah. So uh, consumption is something you need to track right now. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to turn this podcast off. <laughs> and you need to go figure out how much you consume. Because you will quickly discover, if you're honest with yourself, that you consume far too much. How many packs of cigarettes are you buying today? Well, I'm not even talking about physical. <laughs> not even just I'm not even talking about how much weed are you about, buying from your local dealer? How, how much many? time do you spend surfing on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Yeah. How much time do you spend not doing the things that you said you need to do? Reddit. How many you know, designer Reddit, clothes yeah. are you buying? <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> all of it. I mean, it's easy and to it track. And it all adds up yeah. to all that time. Are you driving you a car you can't been. afford? Do you live in a house you definitely can't afford? Well, at least the house is an investment, but <laughs> but I, I see your point. Now, I would say more things such as how much time to manage, yeah, daily. Yeah, how much time do you spend on Facebook? Is the first mm. thing you can do. And I would say, yeah. like we said in the first, we're going to go hard against. Just Facebook. get rid of Facebook. Get rid of it all. If you want to improve your time management right now, with one easy step, just delete your Facebook. It's so I'd say easy. delete all of it. But and that's just me. to anyone out there saying, "Oh, I have to have a Facebook," no. You don't. You don't have to have a Facebook. That is Alex, how do I keep How do I keep in touch with That's, my circle of friends, yeah. man? That's why we have cell phones. Bro, cell phones do other things. We can't talk. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> so much easier, though. I prefer yeah. text-based communication. I don't know how to communicate. I don't even spend that much time on Facebook. Bruh. <laughs> if, if anyone's honest with themselves and they have the Facebook app installed on their phone, I guarantee Wait, you spend more Do you mean than... I have to develop social skills and actually interact with people <laughs> face-to-face? I guarantee... Come on, man. I guarantee that most... Most people that have the app on their phone spend more than five hours a week on Facebook. Oh. It tells you every two seconds to come take a look at it. Yeah. If you have your default settings take on. take a look. Yeah, I mean, it's people are, most people are Pavlov. Waste your time. Yeah, we Facebook. talked about that. I mean, the Last, push notifications uh, are like, the, yeah. it's, it's standard. Stop improving mm-hmm. your life. Just get on Facebook. <laughs> Watch other people's lives unfolding. I think yeah, there's yeah. a demon so if you're in consuming, our uh, A good rule of thumb is that if you're consuming other people's lives more than than working on your own, you're in a really bad spot. Yeah. And I would say most people are. And fact, Facebook really is all glorified versions of people's yeah. lives. It's not the real day-to-day yeah. minutiae mm-hmm. of their life, like most taking a shit in yeah. the morning. And most would, people's lives are <laughs> mundane, just like yours. Would you would you say that many people are living vicariously through oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. on yeah. Instagram? That's that's what Instagram yeah, was designed yeah, celebrity. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. Filters. It's, it's Filter insane. everything. It was Filter designed to be a vicarious living yeah. machine. Filter the shit I just took. You play you play voyeur to these things that are not real. They're, they're, they might be pictures of where what people are doing, but it's not a real, it's the framing. It's not a real description. Of oh, yeah. and back to dopamine. Um, Facebook is totally a dopamine cycle. Yeah. Oh, you see the little notification, it's just like, oh my God, people 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 are interested in me. Mm-hmm. I got to get on it. Well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. The, the Pavlovian response oh, when yeah. you see that's the, what it is. the notifications. Well, and- the thing, yeah, the thing is that... Uh, People say people often say, "Oh, I, I have to have a Facebook for that reason." They they don't realize it, but that's the reason why they say that because then they would miss all of that dopamine. Dopamine. Mm-hmm. They would miss all that oh, validation. Sweet, sweet dopamine. They wouldn't yeah. have a way to validate themselves because at their heart they realize they're not doing anything worth validation. Mm-hmm. So they have to be on Facebook to get their validation. Facebook can be replaced with Reddit and all those other things. Yeah, okay, can be replaced okay. with real because life there friends. are some people who never no, I, have been on Facebook yeah. yet. They do the same <laughs> exact thing. Yeah, yeah, I would say secondarily, Netflix. don't go to Reddit. Just don't. No. Um, There's something. There's useful see, information. This I, I would say it's not useful information that you need. You I've, can, I'm a zero social media interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And oh really? I I I know that sounds. Almost absurd. But well, you don't have true. any social media at all. No, I, I do. Oh, okay, uh, I was gonna say because I don't, don't have any at all yeah. anymore. I haven't posted anything in t- probably about two years. Mm-hmm. Good, don't. Yeah. No, I <laughs> yeah. just delete. I, I, I mean, I still spend too much time scrolling through Instagram, mm-hmm. and I minimized it to as well, little as possible. Well, I think the I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think social media is um, is inherently bad. It's it's uh, you know sort of the cost benefit analysis that we've you know kind of hashed out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's what what how's it enriching your life? Yeah. And oftentimes it's it's doing the opposite. If you really take a look at it, I would say almost all the it time it is anxious, depressed, and mm-hmm. in some cases, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I certainly think it's led to a lot of the partisan divide. Yeah, oh, yeah. In the country, I, think, the world. I think social media. I think some of the 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 uh, plays into our our notion of tribalism. 
Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Hyperbolic articles. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, people get it backwards. Once you're successful and you've validated your life through the value you bring to the world, then social media is great. Mm-hmm. Because sure. all you have to do is just go on there and be you. And yeah. people will pour more validation on you. I think everybody that's unsuccessful has it backwards. They think they're going to get successful through social media. Yeah. Using it. It's to not that's not the case. Socially. You you have to work on your skills and your value mm-hmm. and then you bring it to social yep. media. That's when it's useful because it's useful as a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. But until then, if you don't have anything to if you don't have any skills or you haven't created anything, you haven't done anything. Social media is useless. I, this is maybe a little mean spirited, but I think that uh, folks that sort of seek out validation online, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know self improvement or you know, trying to enrich, enrich one's life, or or having validation through family and friends, I, I think that's I think that's a little um, I don't know loathsome. I, I mean, I, I it's don't think that's, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, and everyone who psychotic. does it would deny that that's a problem for them too. They don't realize that they're doing it. I yeah, don't think I, at all. I mean, I think we all have a, a huge, and I've said this before, but I think we all have a huge capacity for self-deception. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. wants validation and reward, but to seek it constantly to mm-hmm. sort of virtue signal or to go on and you know, oh, this is my you know children or whatever. It's great that you're 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 proud mm-hmm. of that, but to always have to have this sort of praise heaped upon you is. I think we said it. I think people get very offended when you tell them this too, and it's yeah, scary. Oh, yeah. It's well, a little the ego scary. doesn't like that. If no. you tell if you tell uh, single moms that mm-hmm. like you don't have to post a picture of your kid every single day, multiple times a but day. Don't worry, we love them. We think they're cute. They're yeah. yeah don't don't get, mad. get mad at you. Yeah, uh, I love my children, but yeah. I know that everyone like deeply, but I know that not everyone is going to value them in the yeah. same way that mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And I think that's a huge misconception. And you don't, you sort of you don't fall into the, them. you don't fall into the supposition that in order to, to love your children truly, you have to post about them so that they, everyone else knows that you love your children. Hmm. You know that you love your children. You don't need their validation to reinforce yeah. that you love your children. And I think that that is oftentimes, especially with single moms, a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, I could go into single moms <laughs> Prince and I have done so in the past. I might actually post that podcast. It's a great podcast. You can it's, polish it up it's, and put it up. It's the podcast. Uh, it's called uh, Single Moms are the Greatest Threat to Western Civilization. Did you guys up Lost Podcast? And I know that that seems like a, a hyperbole, but it's not. No. It truly is a threat. Every statistical measure would, would sort of exactly. And we did research out for that, that one. No, it's figuring that out. Oh, and yeah. so it's a controversial claim, but it, it's yeah. one that's. Uh, in, in terms of social science, is yeah. incontrovertible. Yeah, I mean, in, in all civilizations that have fallen, that's a precursor. Yeah. So, um, but what I was what I was going to say is an aside to that is that I think single moms, in their heart of hearts, realize they need a father in there, so they constantly post about their kid or what they're doing because they need validation because they don't have a family structure to validate their work. If they're just a single mom and they're working. They, they, they say that they're working hard. Yeah, they might be working hard. And they say that they love their child. How yeah, often, of course they love their child. How but, often are you telling us how much you're working and how hard yeah. you're working? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, there's they come home and there's no one there to tell to, no. to reinforce that cycle. There's no. It's just Big Daddy government. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no nuclear family, and Big Daddy government's not going to be there with you at night in bed with you. We could talk about welfare and all, like in another podcast. And oh, how well, that I, is basically destroyed. Families. I'll say this, and maybe we could edit it out. But uh, I'd like to quote Steven Pinker. He says that. That single mothers, uh, Stephen Pinker, triple quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but he, he says something that I think is pretty profound. He says that uh, the modern welfare state gives single women a perverse welfare incentive to wed the state as opposed oh, yeah. to the men yeah. in uh, the, the said woman's life. I'm paraphrasing here, yeah. but that's pretty close to a direct quote in uh, yeah. the book Enlightenment Now. Let me know. That remarkable. Is that your book. recommendation? I was going to say we, this, we should uh, cast. I, I don't know. I don't know day. how well that particular recommendation fits this sort of line management. of discourse. But uh, I, yeah, I feel like that's another podcast. Like yeah, well, but how well uh, it's a remarkable thing. book. Okay. If, if you ever want to get into it, as are many of his works. I know I cite him pretty often, but no, no. Like, I mean, I cite Peterson all yeah. the time. So I, yeah. I mean, I understand. Um, Not I ashamed. actually think I know what what is going to be um, the recommendation for this. Let me pull this up real quick. Oh, this is a book someone else wrote. Uh, no, are you talking about the meditations? Yep, meditations. Okay, yeah. yeah. So okay. the recommendation for this podcast, I know this is kind of abrupt, but mm-hmm. uh, is going to be Meditations by Marcus oh, yeah, Aurelius. That's, that's the book that got me started down yeah. Stoicism, dude. This mm-hmm. yeah. years ago. This book I was like eighteen. Art of this book and, is like um, the top thing. The uh, uh, what is that by Epictetus? 
Um, the Enchiridion. The Enchiridion. Yeah, yeah. Meditations and oh, the yeah. Enchiridion. The Meditations, I feel like, is a better one. Oh, I would start with I that agree. one. I agree. It's more readable. It's also more personal. Yeah. It's him basically talking to himself, reminding himself what he should do. Yeah, and this and this is where you would start with time management. I know it seems esoteric or abstract, but I'm, I'm serious. If you start with the Meditations, you will develop a value structure. And you can kind of see the merit of his value structure. Well, and Stoicism will also teach you what is within your power and what is not. Yeah, what is internal and what is external. Out of your power. That's a great segue. We should talk about that next. So part of time management is is what is internal and what is external. People that are bad at time management, quote unquote bad time management, focus on the externals far too much. Mm -hmm. Things beyond their control. All social media essentially is, Mm -hmm. is an external because of external validation. Instead of focusing on the internals. The internals are what you control. Uh, yeah. For for anyone out there that's unfamiliar, um, this is an idea posited by uh, many uh, Greco-Roman philosophers. The idea of the internal and the external, famously Epictetus, but other others as well. I think the Stoics called them the indifference, like things they can't change. Yeah. yeah. So people's perception of you, like your notoriety, mm-hmm. your fame, these are things that you cannot control. Yeah. Beyond your control, you have no control over whatsoever. Yeah. Now, so to worry about them, they would say, is a waste of energy. Exactly. And it's a waste of an emotional state to get mad about. And it. the reason why we why we bring this up is it's important is because uh, postmodernists don't believe these things necessarily. Mm-hmm. They would say, and I think even Hume might even say this. Uh, not that I can speak for him, but they would say that yeah, you can control other people's perception of you by your own actions. I would say that you can't directly. So therefore, you can't truly. You can but, make subtle changes yeah, and yeah. do things that might affect it some way, but in, in the end outcome, you have no say over what it actually yeah, yeah. turns out to be. I think the postmodernists would posit that you can. Uh, there's other methods in order to try to control the externals more, uh, because they believe in collect, like they believe in more collectivism. They believe mm-hmm. in more group mentality. So, oh yeah, that if they were if they were talking about group um, synthesis, as far as like a mental synthesis and uh, group dynamics. I think that's where they're coming from, but I don't think that's true. It's not a, a large leap to realize that I'm not a postmodernist and I uh, don't ascribe to their belief system. Um, but yeah, meditations. And I would say if you want to read it. completely change the entire way you think, like the meditation is a good way to do that. Stoicism in general just changes the way you order, like the way you think about the world. Because all of a sudden you're thinking in that way, like, can I control this? Does I have any say in its outcome whatsoever? Exactly. Like, should I be mad right now? Is this worth getting mad about? Yeah, if I you have will, no control over it. Like, if you, you're in, if, you're in traffic and you're just like, oh, I'm so fucking angry. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I have a problem. It's like, why? With, why are you angry? I have a problem with that. Why I are do. you upset right now? I have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you read meditations, you understand, you start understanding stoicism. I guarantee you that you will save time, mental time, mental energy, and time. You'll just gain so much power. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you don't really gain the power. You just realize that you've had it the whole time. Well, you gain power yeah. from the not having energy that you would have wasted on things that are frivolous and exactly. you can't control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Time management. Uh, uh, start realizing what you can control, what's internal, and what you can't control. Create a value system. And uh, let's see. There's one more thing on here. I mean, there's there's things like the 80-20 rule. I don't think I need to talk about that. Uh, most people understand what the 80-20 rule is. Um, there's over-preparing, which I have an issue with. Um, over-preparing uh, for the uninitiated is uh, when you constantly plan for an activity, but you never act on it. And so uh, I know when I was, uh, I know with music and the studio stuff, I always feel as though I'm not quite able or capable or ready to do something. And just forcing yourself to do it, like this podcast, we still aren't completely set up. The room's not treated. Our microphones aren't optimal. Uh, we're Let's not trained, it, you know, we're not really trained that well. We're trained voice actors. You know, uh, <laughs> we're trained anime voice we're actors. We're going to do it anyways because <laughs> aiming badly is better than not aiming at all. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's a Peterson quote. <laughs> they were wondering. Um, Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah. I mean, I have him on my coffee mug now. So I, I just, yeah. you know. <laughs> we'll put a picture on Twitter or yeah, something yeah. and see it. Uh, aim badly, but make sure you aim. And uh, value systems and stoicism. So those are the main those are the main things. If you just started thinking about those today, you probably. I would recommend read. Seneca too. His essays. There's a collection of his essays that are really nice. It's a really good read. Well, now we're going to recommend all the books that <laughs> you want to read. So now- <laughs> I mean, that's okay. just that's once you get past meditations. If you want more of that kind of yeah. ideology, yeah, like the Enchiridion, Seneca, and uh, meditations. Seneca is really good. The way he writes, it's amazing. 
And again, these things might seem abstract, but they do have they do have bearing on the topic at hand. Uh, all of these things play into it. And obviously, there's there's pragmatic things uh, with time management, such as uh, uh, I mean, physically being efficient about things. Mm-hmm. Here's one that is a personal thing that I think everyone can improve on. And this one doesn't really apply to me, but uh, moving faster. Moving faster. Uh, if, yeah. if you walk slowly, um, kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude, your not. brother uh, Nick, he walks so fast. <laughs> but I, I can keep up with him. Yeah, but like, and I walk fast too. Yeah. And it's I freaky, do too. Freaky, freaky fast. Freaky yeah. fast. And people are just so slow. I mean, if you go out in public, yeah, yeah. it is bad nowadays. It's yeah. really bad. Something- I think people like to take up space. I think that's what it is. I I don't know. I don't know, uh-huh. dude. I don't think they're even aware. No, I, I some really people don't. know goddamn well what they're yeah, doing. Like, yeah. oh, I'm taking up this hallway right yeah. now. Yeah, and they'll yeah. get pissed at you if you try to. <laughs> excuse me. They're like, you know. Yeah, I mean, what? hey, I'm wasting about- time here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to save some time here. <laughs> no, you I look mean, weird if you walk too fast. It's oh, kind of yeah, yeah, serial killer. Everywhere I go, the way I walk, the people think I'm looking posing because I'm no. walking with a purpose. I'm like, when I'm you first met me, is that a man of virtue right there? Yeah. Hey, is that a man of virtue? You brought that up when you I first see the met light me. In his eyes. You know, like a year and a half ago, and I, was, I thought it was weird that you said that, but now I get it. Like I, I move, started move with the purpose, folks. Noticing sure. how because you were like, oh, you walk fast. People you know. will watch you and be inspired. They'll be like, is he going somewhere important? <laughs> yeah, get out when of his way. When you're moving quickly <laughs> uh, in the animal kingdom, being fast is, oh, yeah. is a sign of intelligence and predatory sure. nature. Yeah, the fastest, smartest predators, <laughs> or the, yeah. the the smartest, most dangerous predators, are the fastest. I think unanimously yeah. across yeah. the whole animal kingdom. Why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's because moving quickly is a way of accomplishing more. Yeah. In everything. Using your time yep. wisely. Uh, <laughs> cheetahs would be absolute trash if they were slow. There's a reason Gotta why go they relatively evolved quickly, quick. dude. Dude, like Sonic the Hedgehog, man. He knows <laughs> yeah. what's up. Yeah, Sonic would be trash. And Sonic be slow. is your new idol. Idolize. <laughs> yeah. Sonic the slow. Everybody hog. should be more like, yeah, Sonic uh, the Sonic, sloth. fucking Sonic fast. The sloth. You need to fucking get in and out. Like when I go to the grocery store, I'm like fucking in and out quickly. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so I, we fucking about fast. That. I was like, it could be a game. You yeah, know, to These help people you. Are like, didn't people... I just see this motherfucker get yeah. in here? And I'm like already out. And that's the thing is when I still parking when I see someone walking slowly that's not old because. Old, yeah. Everyone that's old, if you if you listen to this podcast, yeah. this doesn't apply. This to you. isn't obviously. No shade for you your because you've lived your life. You know your time. Your time is. <laughs> you're, well. you're, you're a thirty year old boomer. You're just. You're <laughs> I find that I find that a lot of people have no uh, no strong concept of time. No. Oh, and, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm in the grocery. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm in the grocery <laughs> retail industry, and and I see folks that'll shop for two or three. Now, yeah. If you if like, like hours, two or three hours. Ever. If you have two some sort of hours. drive some sort of per- yeah, I'm not. Exaggerating. Jesus, I can't imagine. If, if you drive some sort of personal enjoyment, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. But that's that's Secret an absurd waste of time. That's my I, job, okay? No. No, uh, maybe, <laughs> no. perhaps. And maybe 15 minutes max, if that. We like, hate being in there. I know, like, and also, I know exactly yeah. from spot to spot mm-hmm. where I need to go. I do, like, my loop and I'm out. Mm-hmm. Self checkout, I'm fucking See, in and out. That's the thing is, that's, that's a very male. Mm-hmm. I, most men sure. that I know are like that. Like, I think it's a female thing. Women like to have a, an adventure. Oh. Yeah, I think it's a female thing because <laughs> they go in there and they're like, oh, what can I see? And what, yeah. what, what can I get? And then they're it's, exploited by yeah. per, triple parentheses oh. because yeah. they mark it in a way. They put things in your way. I think they're exploited by things that are more direct than that. <laughs> no, triple parentheses. I think, they're, I think they're being exploited by marketing. Marketing. Uh, marketing. Yeah, which is run yeah. by triple parentheses. I we mean, all know. Marketers are some of the greatest neuroscientists yeah, out there. I'm exactly. kidding, of course. Let's say Kroger's. Kroger's design. Yeah. The way they design their, their aisles, the way they design. First thing, what do you see? Everything, yeah. When you walk in. Uh, I don't know. Every time, every store, flowers for the holiday that oh, it's coming yeah, yeah, up yeah. for they, your mother. You put the floral department and you, yeah, oh, God, every single buy one. stuff, dude. Buy just spend mm-hmm. your Starbucks money. is right there at the left too. Yeah. I, I think that marketing is a uh, remarkable yeah. topic to get oh, into. God. Some you marketing. Down. That's oh, a three to four hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that next? That's how about that? triple parentheses. We do that next. I don't know about that. Marketing is next. We can have this conversation. I, I, I wouldn't want to broadcast it to the world. Mm. We're going to do. I've got a pretty tipid take. It yeah. is. Yeah. You know what's going on. Hey, we're inside. not trying to get banned here, all right? Mm. All right so, <laughs> no, well, no. I, Shut it I've down. done marketing. Shut you it can, down. I, I think when you uh, approach me with a podcast idea, mm-hmm. that I, I think that something come up that, that yeah, you have yeah. to put my last name in triple parentheses. Yeah. All right. So so next time we'll talk about the. We could talk about the psychology of supermarkets. 
There's or so in a future much. podcast, an hour right? on that. I don't know. Do we have it in us? I mean, restaurants, oh, restaurants alone? have certain uh, mm-hmm. color schemes that are sort of designed this? to elicit the, a hunger response. How about we do? Uh, we need we need broad topics. No, 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 I feel like, no. So we can kind of branch uh, no, no, no. out. This like is a broad spider. topic. Uh, the broad topic is the psychology of spaces that consumer spaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, consumerism. We could just yeah. talk about consumerism in general. We could do consumer. We could do consumerism too, but mostly the psychology of spaces, like when the layouts of malls. Oh shit! Malls are going to be gone though. We, I know, but mm-hmm. now we're talking about the layout of websites. Website malls, yeah. yeah. The, the layout of Amazon. Amazon. I mean, we're talking algorithms Watch here. it carefully. Watch how yeah. they've changed over time, And too. this is something that does play into time management because you have, to be, you have to be aware of these things. To track your consumption, you have to be aware of the consumer's powers that be that are trying to get your attention. Their tendrils. I, I don't think that's a, a tangent subject at all. I think they're incredibly correlated. I mean, I, I like to think that all can, these subjects are just kind of... All they're all estuaries flowing into the same yeah, river. Yeah, in essence, because time, as hackneyed and cliche as it is, time is, I think we've said it several times, but it is our greatest uh, resource. Yeah. And we consume time as a resource as you would anything else. And yeah, I, I think I, that's something that we I would say consume less of. I would say that somebody that is not uh, aware or they're not tracking their consumption of mm-hmm. other things is not tracking their consumption of time either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once once you become aware, I've noticed this in the last couple of years. When you become more cognizant of your life and the the finer details of your life, mm-hmm. you start becoming cognizant of everything. Yeah. You know, when when you become goal oriented and when you when you really self actualize yeah. and figure out what you need and want to do, you start becoming cognizant of everything that's trying to affect you. So yeah. it's like part and parcel. Once you start realizing time management's a big deal and you start looking into your life. You'll realize so many things that you'll you'll have your whole lifetime to work on, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, time is is one of them, but I mean, the your nature of consumption, your levels of serotonin and dopamine, what you do to for pleasure, what you do for long term, uh, lasting happiness, you know, the, things like that, uh, they all come to fruition. And so, in future podcasts, we can definitely explore each individual one of those things because they all deserve conversations. I mean, these are lifelong endeavors. Sure. I was going to say a a pragmatic thing to save time would be to uh, learn how to cook and cook your own food in your own house so you don't have to drive and waste gas. Because the thing is, the market market for uh, fast and casual, which is the fastest growing sector of the food market, like the Chipotle's, Mm -hmm. those kind of things, is that they're saying, hey, we have healthy food and it'll save you time. Why make these these in dirty up dishes at home when Mm -hmm. you can just come in and buy it? And it's very convincing because the price. And people say, well, it saves me time. <laughs> but and, I mean, you're driving there, you're sitting there to eat, and then you're driving back. Yeah. And, and I you could have stayed at home. But now, now, now it's even worse now because now they can have it delivered to your door through mm-hmm. services. Uber Eats. So now they're trying to, now they're trying to super push it down. Now you, just, like, you have no connection to your food. Eat it. <laughs> so we'll bring now it instead you. of leaving your house to consume, you can just consume everything from your house. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. And it's just fooling. a subscription. And you can't just cook pay the amount you actually need. You have to get, take the amount that they want to give you. Exactly. I wonder uh, how many people are counting up their subscriptions at this point between Amazon that's Prime, a good, Amazon that's Netflix, a good point. Hulu. <laughs> Go and figure out how many subscriptions you I'm have. I'm always so broke. I don't know why. And what, yeah. That's kind of a, a personal thing, but one uh, big step for me was I just got rid of cable. Yeah. We, yeah, I never I have. Have. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to seem pretentious, but no, uh, if you want to go people, down some deep dark paths, yeah, get rid of the internet, oh, dude. I did that for well, a year. Think we dude, could get your yeah. dad on here? If, yeah, if you want to go, my my father has <laughs> never had the internet. That's I remarkable. Think he is one of the only people I know that's alive Living right now. People, I did it for a year. Though. Never had the internet at his house. Uh, even it's a weird. year is good for us, but yeah. For the him, thing is, like, the internet is everywhere though. So even though I didn't have internet in my apartment, like right. I could still go to people's houses or like a cafe. Yeah. And or technically, something. he's got what four G on his phone. That's how he. I mean, can you imagine oh, yeah. if you were goal oriented and you you were a tradesman? Oh, how much God. time would you save if you if you didn't have the internet? I want that to be my life. <laughs> that is that would be insane. You know, and and there are plenty of people that say, well, you wouldn't have access to all this information you need. And it's and this is what I would say. Library. If you're yeah, if you're a tradesman, mm-hmm. you can go. What we used to do, mm-hmm. I say we, because this isn't only partially me when I was a kid. Is what people used to do before the internet. What your dad is they did. would go find a professional mm-hmm. or someone that had knowledge, and they would ask them. Dude, they would apprentice. They would learn from other people. Which I've done that, like in my field, metalworking. Yeah, like 
the older guys have so mm-hmm. much knowledge that you just take for granted. So when, and they're willing to show you things yeah. if you're just like humble and nice. Exactly. You know, yeah. exactly. Piece of shit and, millennial coming in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we, need, we need the internet to learn. It's such a good learning like, device. No. You know what else is a good learning device? You need a master. Talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a novel concept. Yeah. It is yeah. a novel concept. <laughs> the oral tradition is just like destroyed and gone. The oral tradition is, was, it was human history up until the internet came yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, everything was oral tradition. Yeah. Well, from my anecdotal experiences, uh, I find that a lot of young people have you know, virtually no communication skills in the real world. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah I, I, that's mm-hmm. a, a stereotype, but I, I think there's everywhere. an oh, element of truth to that. The nature of eye contact, yeah, is a, like a lost. You know, everyone's head down. Uh, it, you know. eyes, okay, so we are going to have a podcast on this. Uh, Prince and I talked about this. Eyes below parallel. This is a phenomenon. Eyes below parallel is something that submissive animals do. Sure, and mm. almost every person I know walks with eyes below parallel. Because I walk every day when I when I'm at work, mm-hmm. I get out of my truck and I walk around. I walk with my shoulders back as much as I can. I work on my posture and I have my eyes above parallel. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed how much stuff you see when your eyes are above parallel. And you'd be amazed how you don't see anyone's eyes. Mm-hmm. I never see anyone's eyes. Hunter's ever, eyes because they always look down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I find I find that people do almost anything they can to sort of avoid any kind of meaningful contact. Yeah, yeah, when I'm talking to it's people, I'm trying to give them eye contact. I look, it makes yeah. them uncomfortable. Look into their soul, dude. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Look into they, their soul. they start shying away and they don't want to be near you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a very strange phenomenon. When I was really like, I'm, I'm confident. Not, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, well, you finish your thought. I was going to say, I'm not like the most gargarious person out there, yeah. but just uh, I'm staggered sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was really confident, like a couple years ago, I just felt good about myself and stuff. I I didn't have a problem with it, but now I've noticed, like I get, I have like a, a little battle with people. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm uh, like trying to look into their eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. and I don't. It's because I lack confidence right now, and I'm not in a good mm. spot in my head, and you know, just I don't feel yeah. great about myself. So, and I don't know how many other people are doing that, but well, there's do, other things too, other than the phone. Like they're looking down at their. Do you phone, guys but, ever get self conscious of like when you're looking into someone's eyes and you feel like have I been looking at their eyes too much? The, yeah, I, I, looked, oh, yeah. I look so intently in people's eyes, like I feel like maybe they're getting uncomfortable. No, in my head the it, entire time I'm like, is this too much? No, this is not. Yeah. This is fine. I, I, I literally stare into their eyes the. Yeah. Whole entire conversation. If it's a right. social situation where I, I don't want to make them uncomfortable, then yeah. I won't. But if I, it's if like I'm a dominance to, thing. I'm it it's if weird. I'm trying to dominate so. and overpower someone psychologically, just, I'll just stare yeah. in their eyes. Yeah, just like, and I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I make people uncomfortable in in my in my field of work when I'm <laughs> dealing with when I'm dealing with interpersonal relationships and trying to sell people stuff. If you, the greatest salesman tactic is to square up with someone mm-hmm. and look in their eyes. Is that, that toxic masculinity now? That's toxic though? masculinity. That's, very toxic. That is. that's oh, what it's considered, yeah. That's too yeah. bad. Um, what are we supposed to do? Or what are you supposed to do? Yeah, men specifically <laughs> looking into women's specifically's or whatever they are nowadays. Well, that, from because I have the other, and I'm trying to think of like, Men, I don't know. You know, it, mm. I get uncomfortable a little bit like when, with, when a boss or something or someone that I don't know very well I start feeling, and I'm like, yeah, he's the boss. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can be anybody's boss, and, and you look at them in the eyes. Like I know, that. I, I mean, know. You're staring into their soul. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You can see the light of God in their eyes, yeah. or not. You know. Yeah, or the lack of. I see a lot of darkness in the, in the yeah. eyes of the people. The I abyss is in there. Across. Do we want to end time management and then just chat, or like, what do you? Because well, we hit our mark for the yeah, hour. Well, yeah, I have dark princes in here. Dark. Well, he's supposed so, to be oh, number one, Twenty-five minutes late. Yeah. Again. Well. Time doesn't exist for them. He's not setting a good example. Let's record him when he comes back, just so we have his. You know, he can defend himself a little bit about uh, time no, management. No defense. Oh, no? The next one. No. <laughs> no defense. You no have to be here. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so number one tip for time management: eye contact. Yep, eye contact. <laughs> Stop masturbating. Stop masturbating. Learn stoicism. And eye contact. <laughs> Cook your own food, so you have control over that. Yeah, yeah. You spend you less say, money. Yeah. Would you say? Sort of on the onset, we said to set reasonable goals. Reasonable, yeah. small actually incremental take, goals. I yeah, think. to, to yeah. sort of eke yeah. out exactly what you're saying. To yeah. sort of eke out some positive change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think everybody sitting here struggles right now. So it's not like oh, yeah. we're, we're like none you of us need to do this we're to be like us. No. I mean, we're are we even going to have a podcast next week? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we are. Fuck it. I actually really enjoyed this. I Fuck feel it. Like we should do it. <laughs> All right, anyways, eye contact, don't masturbate. Yeah, stop playing really? so many video games. Yeah. Record your time. Stop watching like, anime make titties. You yeah. said stop the podcast right now and go fucking find out how much yeah, time you're you spending with every that. little thing. If, yeah, if you didn't do it, you failed already. Yeah, well, they didn't hear the rest of it if they stopped yeah. the podcast. If you're, if you're going to watch YouTube. <laughs> we have to tell them to come back. Yeah, yeah damn it. Well, maybe, maybe I should tell, uh, well, I guess this isn't, uh, it's kind of just a, a, a random 
life event, but uh, um, I'm not a very authoritarian parent. I have a first grader, and he does well in school, and that's something that that mm-hmm. you know I'm very proud of. Uh, recently, his teacher called and said, "Hey, you're you uh, you know." Uh, your kid saying that you're being a little bit hard on him with with oh, homework, no. which is a complete misrepresentation of reality. What I really said is we're just going to have just a couple hours of Super Smash Brothers a night, <laughs> and then we're going to you know move on to other things. Oh, that was it. That was the harsh and thing. Yeah, that that was it. <laughs> so I, I'm sure to you know when you live a life of luxury. Yeah. You know, playing well, uh, children live Nintendo. lives of luxury. Well, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, my, yeah. Let's, let's make no. Well, no, that's that. precisely right. But I'm sure that <laughs> that seems yeah. like uh, out and out uh, torture. Yeah, we told <laughs> oh, Nintendo Switch <laughs> just two hours of you know Smash Brothers. So the teacher called you. You said no. She oh, uh, oh, she okay. met, ca- just casually. It wasn't oh, just the, the main okay. thrust of the email. I just got an email. Oh, said, okay. You know he's uh, he's doing well in reading. He t- he tells me that you're really pushing him hard. Yeah. Something along okay. those lines. Okay. And but there was there was particular emphasis on that line. I get like, worried because wow, you know, I think no. about if we had a kid, like, what are we gonna do if he goes to school? Oh man, I don't want the teacher telling me. Homeschool. I'm gonna have a problem probably. Hey, your kid, well, uh, your kid asked some questions about the Jewish oh, caliphate no. today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not we're that. gonna need to talk no, not to even you. That. Just simple stuff like Christ. what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like if a teach if my kid went to school and he was mad at me because I made him. Do not play a game, and he told it. Like, do I? Do we get parented by the teachers now? Like, do they tell well, us? Well, yeah. your kid said this. And- we can have a we can have a discussion about the teacher state yep. about daddy oh. government state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I detest that sort of heavy handed, you know, Absolutely. interference. Oh, that's the direction we're heading. I, I, I'm very pleased with the you know the school overall. Yeah. Are we just talking at this point? We are. Yeah, we're because yeah, yeah. I'm very pleased with school overall. I, mm. I really appreciate the structure and the the fact that they are you know you know looking at things like how much time the Child's dedicating to reading or, or what have you, but I, I don't want that to sort of become. Did we? Did we sign off? We didn't sign. Oh, off, we didn't did sign we? off. No, we could okay, edit. I guess it. I'll have to sign that off. I'll have to sign off. And what? We, you can we usually sign off. Yeah. We were like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Sorry. Yeah. Podcast bye. over. See ya. Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. We'll just. All right. There we go. <laughs>